0: So yeah man, welcome back, guys. This is another episode of a dead letter. um today got a couple celebrity stories and a couple sent in. So I guess by the time this one comes out, it's probably gonna be like New Year's or a couple weeks into fucking January, but again, this was being recorded all in one day on the the last Sunday of the year. <laughs> Back everyone. I'm still here. All right, <laughs> oh, yeah, and today I'm joined <laughs> uh by Maria. She will be playing co-host today. Let's see if she can add some magic to this shit. Get some input on these stories. Yeah. And I guess before we begin, I just want to, you know, I'm probably boring to shit out of everybody when I do these uh shout outs because they're like fuck he does it on every episode, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh both talk by Joe. The Thing About Us, The League of Kings, The Conversation Cabin, now known as, I think, Sinister Studios, uh, Shadows in the Attic, um, The Parallel Boys, formerly known as The Parallel Discussion, Marmal Games. Uh, those last two are on YouTube, just you know, uh, Brutal Bizarre Boozy, uh, The Total Conundrum Podcast, also on YouTube, and To the Boys remain Maine, uh, Beyond the Shadows Podcast, who uh, should check them out, you know, it's like True Crime and Paranormal, which is pretty cool. Um, like I think I binged listen to those fools. Uh, and I think I caught up with almost almost other episodes, but I'm almost there. Uh, but they're they're pretty fun to listen to. And then again, you know, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to these podcasts. You know, this is uh this helps us out a lot. <laughs> so our first celebrity ghost story is uh from the legendary rock star Vince Neil, uh, the original frontman of Motley Crue. Uh Vince Neil has had his share of paranormal experiences. His paranormal experience began when he, when his parents brought a house just outside of the LA area. Neil was awarded the room at the front of the house. Right off the bat, he knew something was off. His room had that weird vibe where kids won't enter it alone. And even babies would start crying upon entering it. Like even the pets, just like they would steer clear from it. You know, they would bring cats and they would just like fucking run away. Um, but his first encounter happened when he awoke and found his closet light on and the door was wide open. You know, he was sure he had turned it off and closed the door before going to bed. It then escalated to where he awoke again at night and the closet light was on and the door was why it was slowly opening and it revealed the face of a man looking back at him. And I think he said he looked into it and what it was. And that's the whole story. <laughs> but he looked into it to see what that was. And I guess the previous owners, I guess, threw a party. And one of the older gentlemen went upstairs to that room where he is now his room. And I guess he fell asleep because he was there intoxicated. And I think that room caught fire and that foot died in there. That's a 10. Yeah. So that's a uh, dude haunting. This next one comes from wrestling legend, Kevin Nash. He recalls how he had a supernatural encounter during one of the toughest moments in his life. Uh, Nash shares that his mother had issues with all her pregnancies and suffered about five miscarriages. That's a lot. Five? He br- yeah, five. Um, he believed that all of that, that all those complications, um, were like curses that were placed on his family, uh, because now he was going through it. I think his wife was pregnant at the time, and she started experiencing complications. So it was like, fuck, you know, like the shit that's following his mom is not following him. So he had to rush his wife uh, to the hospital, and she was bedridden. Uh, the only thing is that Nash at the time was competing, so he was traveling, so he couldn't stay with her and help her out. So she was uh, by herself like he was going to be out of like he was going to be touring for like 23 days of that month. So one night after the show that they were doing in LaGuardia, probably butchered that, wherever the fuck it's at. You know? <laughs> uh, I believe this is either probably, I forgot to get the time frame. So you said it's WWF or WCW days. Uh, so Nash headed back to his room. He was staying at a Marriott hotel, he recalls. He had a hard time falling asleep because of the stress from being away from his wife. He eventually fell asleep. Later that night, he awoke and saw a cloudy, smoky figure begin to rise and take shape in the corner of his room. As it took shape, he was able to recognize the figure. It was his mom. She began to materialize and glow with a metallic-like radiance. Nash states that he was overcome with calm and peace. And then Nash interpreted this experience as his mom letting him know that everything would be okay with his wife and kid, which they were. His mom, not his wife. Yeah. Yeah, the wife was just experiencing some kind of like fucking um, issues, and this next one is uh, from the band Mars Volta. Uh, Mars Volta guitarist Omar Rodriguez Lopez um, bought a was at a shop in Jerusalem when he found the Ouija board. He was in Jerusalem because the band was in the process of writing their fourth album and had a bit of writer's block. So the board began telling them stories of all of its you know all of its own making and would also make requests. So, as it began to interact more and more with the board, so did the string of unfortunate events. The drummer left the band mid tour. Uh, Cedric Bixler Savala ended up with a serious foot injury that required surgery, forcing him to relearn how to walk. And Omar's home studio flooded not once but twice and suffered multiple power outages where the audio tracks and studio hard drives disappeared. Midway through the album's recording, Omar broke the Ouija board in half and buried it in an undisclosed location in an attempt to break or undo whatever curse had befallen them. I also read that it got so bad that the sound engineer had, like, a nervous breakdown and took some of the audio files with him. They had to hire someone to steal those shits back. What? Yeah, there you go. Moral of the story is uh, don't play with Ouija boards. Um, unless you want to fuck around and find out. Yeah, you want to <laughs> play with one? Yeah, have one in my car for good luck. <laughs> I would not do one. Or play with one. I would not play with one. <laughs> That's gonna be a first, huh? Doing a Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell me let's go let's go play, I'll be like, no. Okay, I'll bring it up right now. Take it out nope. of my car. This one was sent in by my friend. Uh he just purchased his first home in SoCal. He bought a very large home with a big back big backyard, which is unheard of if you live near LA. But fairly common if you start driving like forty or fifty miles away from LA. That's just to give you context because he doesn't want me to say his name <laughs> due to his profession. He works late hours because of his profession, so he's been living in his house for a couple months now. Uh, there's times where he's just so tired he would just sleep in his man cave or dead, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they made an extra room because the kitchen and dining area were so large. Uh, he said everything was normal until one particular night. He couldn't fall asleep, so he turned on the TV until he dozed off. He awoke to hearing kids laughing and kicking a ball. It didn't surprise him as he has three kids so he looked at the clock and saw it was two twenty-seven a.m. So he was like fuck that what are these kids doing out so late they should be asleep. So he gets up in parent mode ready to tell these kids to go to sleep. He turns the lights on and he sees no one in his backyard. The noise of laughter and the ball playing stops. He looks around and hears his dog whimpering near his fence. He calls his dog over and it runs into the house. The next couple of nights, he doesn't experience anything because he knocks out immediately. One morning, his wife tells him she awoke to something strange. She said she woke up around 1 a.m. to the sound of kid's playing. She walked downstairs and thought she heard it from the den as she saw light coming from it. She was like, this fool left the TV on. She checks it and the TV was on, but it was low. She turns it off and still hears the kid's playing, but this time it's coming from the backyard. She goes and checks and sees no kids. She thinks this is weird and just heads back upstairs. If you're wondering why she didn't freak out, well, it's because she attributes it to having a very strong faith with God and, and, has an exp- and has experienced paranormal things throughout her life, so this didn't phase her one bit. The activity continued for a couple more nights until they both decided that maybe if they prayed for the kids, they would go away. Finally, one night, he said it, it stopped. He said it stayed quiet until his eldest daughter asked him one day, Daddy, who are those kids in the backyard? He asked her, what kids? He responds, the ones that come and play in the backyard—they come out from under the house and start using their toys. I haven't looked into the history of the house, but I think I should start. Yeah, I think we should start too. Um, do you think they were buried there? Since they—they they could be. They could be. Um, it could be buried. I mean, I don't know. I think it could be like uh, I'll probably go like maybe bad juju. Or. Yeah. And yeah, it could be one of those Indian burial grounds, you know. But if you can look into it, I'll probably only only know. Of one other instance where dark shadows are coming out from the, underneath the house, uh, but the people who lived there needed gallons of holy water every week just to be able to keep the peace. Gallons. Yeah. So this is another reference to uh, I think. Um, they need to cleanse the house. Yeah, from this book, I think it's called uh, "The Dark Sacrament." Um, what thing's about pit? Is I think it was called the Pit and the Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. So I think it was these two brothers. They lived in this house, like off in the in the fucking, I think in the fields, but uh, they were like kind of elderly. Uh, so like every weekend they would get a ride from somebody to church and they would always bring gallons and get like those big ass shits but gallons of holy water like the barrels yeah the barrels oh, sh- like every That's week so- they, like a blessed water you know and they would tell them like look if you want to help us out just help us out just don't ask us what it's for and i guess one day one of those got curious and i said hey why do you need so much fucking holy water and they're like oh don't worry about it but for some of you if you haven't read the book i guess a spoiler for you like so apparently there was like a pit underneath and from right there uh the you know the modern day owner who who owned it discovered that it was like a dark entity that was coming out and that's what the, the brothers were battling while they were there, you know, because in the end, I think they didn't want to, they didn't want to leave the house to nobody so they wouldn't, you know, deal with that the but that they never disclosed it. it to him, you know, so that's what they needed the gallons and gallons of holy water. I mean, there's only so much that a person can do too, you know? Yeah, only so much. Nah, I mean, if I get on camera, fuck yeah, make billions. Fucking turn it into a movie. Yeah, boy. yeah, those famous uh what is it Ghost people yeah get get the ed warren's ed and Lorraine warren or whatever <laughs> or probably get sack Bacon's over so i punch him be like stop being such a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> so our next uh submission is i have had one incident when i was younger i cannot properly explain one night i had a hard time falling asleep i was tossing and turning and trying my hardest to fall asleep i was caught off guard by a noise coming from my closet My closet door was wide open, and when I turned to look, I saw a figure that appeared to look like my dad. He appeared to be looking for something. It took my eyes a bit to fully embrace what I was seeing, but he appeared to be giving off a faint white glow. I sat up and let out a low dad. He stopped what he was doing, looked at me, and smiled and just vanished. The following day, I told my mother what had happened the night before. See, the thing is, my dad had died a few months back due to a horrible accident. He was hit by a drunk driver. Damn, and I'm always here saying drink and drive, huh? (laughs) I feel like shit. Bad. Um, I love and miss my dad, but I had never seen him outside of my dreams after his death. My mom was startled because she was cleaning out her closet the day before and found some old items that belonged to my dad. She decided it would be best if we both had a few of his belongings and placed a small box with his old pocket watch and army medals in my closet. But uh, sorry for your loss. But that's also you know kind of beautiful because a lot of people you know how um, they don't often get to see their past loved ones. You know, wait, that's the end of it. Yeah, the short one. Try to make my job easier. You know, <laughs> <laughs> trying no, I try not to have too, too many long ones because I'm like fucking reading this shit all day. I'm already struggling to read. You know, like if fucking complicate You're these fine. stories. <laughs> but I think I, I've I've uh, I've been leaning towards more to the the one where like uh, it's mostly the the reason pe- the ghosts keep appearing is because people can't let them go. So I feel That's like he's probably there because, you know, they obviously, you know, I'm not telling you to get over it or whatever, but, like, um a lot of people start believing that, well, maybe his spirit is still here because you're still missing him, you know, you're still wishing for him to come back or you can't accept it and he's stuck here. Until you accept that he's gone or make peace with it, he's not going to be able to find peace himself, you know. um I think that they... Because um, they tend to put it away, you know. We don't, we're not really open about this subject, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean it doesn't really come up until, like, you know, you have, like, family members that are, like, you know, deathly ill or something. Like that. But it's because, you know, like now it's for the most part, the common thing is that, you know, you get to live to at least like your fifties or sixties, you know, so people don't really worry about that. Um, so that's why I think like, it just goes like, eh, you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, look at society. Like we're, you know, because, because of all the advances that we have, we don't have to fear like premature death or something, like that, you know, even though we're pretty much pretty fragile, we have like weak ass skin that you could tear up with claws or whatever. You know, but we we have like shitty immune systems that you know get fucked up like with you know C nineteen or whatever the fuck. Um, so it's the only thing that's been keeping us alive is just you know our medical advances and technology. You know, but I think that's why they don't talk about it. All right, so this is our next. Uh, this is our next personal story. And this one starts like this. Hi, immortal. This story isn't mine. It's my mother's. Her paranormal experience starts like this. When my mother was younger, in her mid-teens, before she met my dad, she had her first boyfriend. My mom says that that was the love of her life. It's fucked up for the dad, you know? Her and her boyfriend were inseparable. It was like they were glued to the hip. They would do everything together. The first year, she said, was nice because they were getting to know each other and slowly getting out of the awkward stage. The second year was the best because they knew everything about each other. They knew how to speak to each other and help each other out. It was the best time of her life. The third year was also nice, but she noticed a slight change a couple months before he disappeared. You see, my mom and her boyfriend never officially broke up. He just vanished. But going back to the third year, she said he was acting different. He would be himself in the morning and during the day, but once nightfall would come, he turned into someone else. He was cold and distant and and she often found him talking to himself. She would ask him if anything was wrong or if he needed help or anything, and he would just say nothing. She would bring up the strange behaviors he would do and he wouldn't remember doing anything like that. She went to a witch to find out why her boyfriend suddenly went cold, why after three years he was suddenly indifferent towards her. The witch went and did her thing. She made some type of edible that she claimed allowed her to see beyond what normal people could see. Uh, The witch ends up telling her that there's another girl. This other girl was trying to steal her boyfriend. At first she tried it by telling him directly, which he refused. She then resorted to magic To bargain with something from the other side. She named the girl and described how she looked. My mom was able to recognize her as a new girl in town that would occasionally drop by to her house. The witch asked her, have you noticed how every time you go out you seem to run into this girl? As far back as my mom could remember, she said yes. Her and her boyfriend would go to the movies and that girl would be there. They would go to the flea market and that girl would be there. After finding this out, my mom decided to confront the girl, but she never found her. She tried seeing as she would run into her in the places she had in the past, but had no success. She then tried to look for her boyfriend or former boyfriend because after she had gone to see the witch, she never saw him again. She went to his house and the parents greeted her, but informed her that they thought they had split because he was now seeing another girl. This broke my mom's heart and she went into a deep depression. As time went on, she moved on until one day she ran into her former boyfriend's mom at the flea market. They exchanged greetings and she asked how they were. The mother said they are fine, but not too long after they had last met, her son disappeared. They informed the authorities, but nothing came about it. That was until a couple weeks ago she was informed that two bodies were found in a house that was consumed by fire across the colony. The authorities found some religious and occultist artifacts that were not touched by the fire, but the bodies they found were charred so bad they were mostly boned. She believes it was her son and his new girlfriend but the authorities weren't able to identify the remains. After hearing that, my mother went home and prayed for them as it's common practice in my family. My mom also believes that it was her former boyfriend and his new girlfriend. And uh, that's probably one of the craziest ones up there with the Santa Martin ones. But this is why I tell you, like, sometimes, like... Wait, was she a devotee? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, why would you bring Because, like, why else would you, you know? You Maybe find- she was doing, you know, some... Stuff. could be but some of that you know black, some some of that black magic stuff i'm telling you but she's not bad let me tell you tell me all you want <laughs> people bring her up as bad as not yeah. she's not bad. yeah yeah I don't know. people just, need to look into yeah, it ccc see, see, see. <laughs> whatever but yeah man so that's pretty crazy but i kind of see maybe two or three things that could be the cause you know she either a she didn't pay for the tribute for the work uh the guy probably found out about the work and went crazy or it was cartel violence, you know. Uh, but definitely one of the most craziest stories I've heard about that, you know. You think so? It could be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it could but be a lot of things. It could be a lot of things. Oh, that's good though. Yeah. That's and that's it for today's episode of A Dead Letter. If you have a paranormal story to share, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me through the Instagram page A underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast. Uh, but before we end, just quick shout out to... Bold Talk by Joe, The Thing About Us, The League of Kings, The Conversation Cabin, also known as Sinister Studios, uh, Shadows in the Attic, The Parallel Boys, f- formerly known as The Parallel Discussion, Marmal Games, uh Broodal Bizarre Boozy, The Total Conundrum, and Beyond the Shadows Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to these podcasts. Until next time, keep your mind open and sleep with one eye open.